This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. I just finished traveling Southeast Asia for 41 days, and I usually always get sick when I travel, and quite frankly, eating is difficult for me. It's hard to find a restaurant, and I'm spoiled in Austin with my personal chef. Well, I took these little packets with me this time, 30 of them, in my carry-on suitcase. They kept me totally healthy with 11 different secret ingredients. You can see them at nathanlacka.com forward slash juice. I'll tell you more later on in the show. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash juice. This is episode 651. Coming up tomorrow morning, the SnapLogic CEO comes on and announces he's raised $136 million. They've just passed $70 million in annual recurring revenue, helping over 750 paying customers connect data streams internally. Unbelievable story. Don't miss it. Good morning, everybody. Nathan Latke here. My guest this morning is Garth Moulton. He's invested in and advised a number of technology startups and is responsible for driving revenue growth for the channel for People, Inc. After 11 years of sales experience in the Bay Area, uh, Mr. Moulton had the perfect startup journey with Jigsaw.com, which grew from two guys and a whiteboard to a $175 million exit in 2010 to Salesforce.com. Garth, are you ready to take us to the top? Uh, yes, I am, Nathan. Thanks. Awesome. Well, you uh, first off, we we love Jim Fowler. We've heard we love the jigsaw story. Congrats on that exit in 2010. Did you get depressed after you sold it? You feel like you killed your baby? Um, I didn't get depressed, but uh, the analogy that I use is uh, like you're traveling on the bus, uh, maybe in the movie Speed, and then all of a sudden somebody chucks you out. <laughs> and you land, uh, you land. Okay. You're not physically hurt, but you're sort of like, what's going on now? <laughs> <laughs> so you did not after the acquisition you did. Did you stay at Salesforce or you did not? Uh, I stayed at Salesforce for, uh, a, a one year earnout. Yep. Same as Jim and a number of other executives. Got it. So one year earnout, and then you exited out. Now, before in kind of the pre-interview conversation, you mentioned uh, people, which those of you that want to follow along, it's pipl.com. You said this has been around for 11 plus years. So this was running and growing while you were building Jigsaw. Is that accurate? Absolutely. In fact, I met the um, the CEO, founder and owner and majority owner of people. It's a private company. Um, Matt Hertz. I met him uh, in the early days of, of jigsaw and, uh, and we were partnered that in fact, uh, people would drive traffic to, uh, to jigsaw as well as LinkedIn and Facebook and other, and, and we continue to be a traffic driver, um, to, to those sites. Uh, the site actually, the public site, the public search engine still does 10 million uniques, uh, a month worldwide. Yeah. This is uh, you're talking about people.com, right? That's right. Yeah. So Alexa ranking 29,481 in the world, over 1,300 inbound links. And then the big tagline, it says search over 3 billion, uh, three, specifically 3, uh, 3.1 uh, billion uh, people, world's largest identity repository in the world. So walk us through, uh, I imagine there's some traffic play here or data play here, but uh, uh, Garth, how does it make money? Well, up until three years ago, it was just a typical search engine uh, driving traffic to partners. Uh, that would uh, 
we would give you, uh, you know, a classic use case would be somebody comes on, they're looking for an old girlfriend and they put in a name and a location. And then uh, we search the deep web, uh, put together on the fly, a profile of uh, attribute information. And then we ask, you know, do you want a credit report on this person? Do you want a, do you want business information on this person? Do you want uh, more in-depth information? And then we would send the traffic out to our partners. And uh, over the last three years, uh, that has morphed into, we're more of a, a data company. We're selling API access uh, and basic search tools to access the data, the profiles um, to three major channels. One is the other people search applications that you may, that are much more popular, spend more money on marketing. Um, we're the back end uh, fulfilling the data requests for them. Like, like give us an uh, example of one you can talk about. Instant Checkmate. Okay. Uh, Spokio. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, for, it, just for example. People you know, smart, people finders, binverified.com, those kinds of people. We are, yeah, we're partnered with all of them. Yep. And uh, and then the second channel, uh, Fraud Alert, uh, ID validation, Fraud Alert. Uh, now, we, 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 don't, we work with the credit bureaus, but we are not FCRA uh, compliant. You, you can't make credit decisions or help, you know, or uh, hiring decisions based on the data, but our data will go into other uh, accredited organizations. But for, for fraud alert, um, testing to see if an email is, is real. Um, for example, we do a, a, a lot of work with a, a number of, uh, of, of fraud alert companies that are out there. And then the channel that I overlook is, companies that are going to use the, the data for sales and marketing, um, whether that's marketing tech, ad tech, um, you know, the CRM companies. Does full, and, uh, does full contact and do clear bit both pay for API access? Um, we are, we are partnered with uh, full contact. That's probably <laughs> Seagarth's as... face, the very, the very diplomatic thought process happening there. <laughs> right. It's true. It's I mean, fascinating the space because the, I listen, I've talked to every CEO in the space. Uh, it's almost like there is no actual source. Like you can't find the mother. It's like everyone buys everyone else's API access to check their own data, to make their own data better. And I can't actually figure out who the damn source is. Well, there are sources. Well, Jigsaw was a source of a data, you know, it was coming out of the Rolodexes of all its, all its users, um, you know, full contact and, and other companies, you know, that have access to address books on phones and on email for their various users. Um, you know, LinkedIn is still, particularly for B2B information, is a, is a huge, that's sort of an acquisition point for the data. Uh, and every company that's in B2B lead generation, data acquisition, uh, CRM, marketing automation, all have a relationship <laughs> to that LinkedIn data. Now, is that it's, private, uh, Garth, your, your relationship with them, is that contract uh, uh, like private? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, um, guys, he, Garth can't confirm or deny this, but just to put some brackets around this, many people have told me both publicly and privately, you know, access to that LinkedIn channel. You're talking ease, like a minimum, the minimum is 500 grand per year. Uh, and that's like for like almost nothing. So it gives you a sense of the data stream and how powerful that is. Well, at the very base of their, their, their company, when they got started, you know, they have a sort of a tacit agreement with their, the, uh, it's like, okay, I will continue to self-report my employment data uh, and keep it up to date on your website. And you will not wholesale sell, <laughs> you know, that data. Now they, you know, LinkedIn has gotten more and more aggressive with making that data available. Um, and, you know, and it's very interesting. They're purchased by, uh, by Microsoft, you know, yeah. how that will continue. What, what, what will, what, what will be the future but uh, but they they have a very adversarial relationship with sort of the rest of the data world out there, which they view is is uh, exploiting their data. Yep, there are many CEOs that I'm very close with just through the show that contacted me several days ago that said they all around the same time you know got cease and desist letters from LinkedIn. You know them just trying to protect their data. I'm sure Microsoft is going to jack up prices and and really figure out if there's a way to monetize those streams more effectively. I I, I imagine. Yeah, I. Yeah, I would, I would, I would assume so. Yeah, it's uh, and I do know, I know lots of those CEOs that uh, you know have gotten those cease and desist, and probably many more that won't admit it. Yeah, but uh, um, you know, because a lot of those companies are in varying degrees of, some of them are wholly dependent on on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> and it's uh, uh, it, it's a, it's an interesting state of uh, affairs. But you very very accurately pointed out it's something that I recognize. When Jim and I, Jim and I were basically enterprise software sales guys that got <laughs> dragged into the data world just because of the, the thing that we started. And, you know, after a couple of years, we probably learned more about data than we ever wanted to know. But I had that same observation that you made earlier in the call that nobody really creates this data. It's That's like right. there's so many aggregators of all this data. And another point that's very interesting about this is it's you know the quality of the data and uh, you know sort of the ownership of the data it's almost beside the fact it's uh, a, a good friend of mine in the industry said what these data companies own is the relationship that's right uh, to the revenue yep. and uh, so you know it's people make the point you know we used to call them data dinosaurs you know the companies that have been in business for a long time and have aggregated a lot of data you know the actual accuracy of the data is horrendous but they're so good at packaging it and so good at integrating it in with, and they, and they have, you know, SaaS these, offerings and exactly. They have these, they have these beautiful relationships with all these distribution channels. And so, uh, and they're hard to unravel. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's like uh, zoom it info return path with their consumer insight. I mean, it's all over. It's almost like a gym. The analogy I tell myself over and over, it's basically like this whole industry is basically like a Thanksgiving uh, uh, thing of mashed potatoes. Everyone puts in a potato. The industry blends it all together. It tastes delicious when you eat it, but you have no idea who you're eating it from. <laughs> you don't know what potato it came from. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, that is, uh, that is, is fairly accurate. Yeah. Um, Take us back to people. People combats that a little bit is like, we don't have a big database in the sky. We're an index We're we, we, when you access our data via API, uh, along with the data is the metadata of where it came from. 
Yep. So let me just break that down for people. You guys, I mean, I, you guys have kind of three revenue streams. One I ma- is, I assume, access to your API, right? You, you sell that? Yes. Okay. And the second are kind of, you know, I imagine it's almost like Google AdSense to these partners like Bin Verified, Instant Checkmate, and Spokio. Are they just paying you CPC or CPM or something? Um, actually, no. Well, that used to be the relationship, but now it's 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 evolving towards where they're they're paying per uh, query to the API. Interesting. They've basically baked in a number of of applications out there have have baked in uh, the real time feed to our API. Interesting. And how many total kind of uh, kind of customers are you guys serving? People that have bought access to your API? Um, Thousands. I mean, I don't even know the exact number, but uh, you know, a couple of hundred okay. uh, corporations. Uh, in addition to, actually, we've just come out with a uh, with a with a with a pay version, sort of a corporate enterprise version of our of our of our search engine for individuals, mm-hmm. and that is. Uh, you know, so individuals uh, can buy licenses for their maybe manual searchers or manual analysts. Analysts uh, they want to access the the data almost like a like a typical search engine. But on a and uh, so that number already is in the hundreds, and it'll go into the thousands. But and what's the average? What's the average price? What's the average customer. price point on that? The business solution. Um, it's sort of unlimited unlimited searches for 1200 bucks a year per it's, person. Okay, got it. So it's the way you're expanding ARPU on those sales is it's seat-based per person? Yes. 1200, okay, interesting. Um, and what's team size? How big? How many folks are on the people team? Uh, well, we're a private company, but we're roughly 40 people worldwide. Okay, okay. where are you guys spread out? I mean, in San Francisco, the States, overseas, where are you at? Uh, San Francisco, we've got a sales office outside of Spokane, Washington, um, uh, which interestingly enough, a little trivial fact is, uh, it's, it's, it's a portion of one of the old jigsaw offices and we actually have some, uh, some ex jigsaw folks, uh, uh, like myself, uh, working at, at people. That's uh, and then cool. we've got a large development office in, uh, outside of Tel Aviv in Israel. Bootstrapped or has the company raised capital? Bootstrap. Oh, totally bootstrapped. Wow. Very cool. So, so if the founders, that was one of the things that attracted me to it, it's, uh, I've got nothing against, uh, venture capital based companies, but that's sort of the world that I lived in for so long that, uh, it's kind of nice to be able to, uh, uh, to not have the, it's not as though we don't have sales goals and, uh, but we don't have to do short-sighted, stupid things with big customers, you know, because we're trying to hit a number for the day or the month or the week or the quarter or whatever. Yep. And are you, uh, I mean, does Matthew kind of look at you like a co-founder or are you kind of like head of sales? How do you fit into the team? Uh, no, he, he doesn't. Um, actually a little bit of a background for me, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to, uh, travel, uh, throughout Europe with my family. I've got two kids, 10 and 12, uh, starting in the summer. Uh-huh. So sort of, uh, an agreement, uh, about a year and a half ago, I said, I'll come on for a couple of years and, uh, expand this channel for you. And, uh, and I, I weigh in on various, uh, decisions, you know, marketing and st- strategy and, and, um, strategic development. Are, you on, the like ca- are you on the cap table? 
Uh, I am, but in a very slight way. Okay, but you are incentive. Uh, the reason I'm asking is because there's other people that look to bring people like you in to kind of advise or help or consult. And the way to do that is typically equity. So they did use that lever to incentivize you. Yes. So guys, I'm so glad to be back in Austin. I just got back from a major tour of Southeast Asia, went to Sydney, Bangkok, Bali, and Japan. And you know, I always get sick when I travel. And this particular trip, my gosh, 15 different airports, 20 different hotels. I mean, imagine flushing in airport bathrooms. I was worried about germs and getting all the nutrition I need. I mean, finding a restaurant in Japan, difficult because nothing's in English. So it was hard enough to figure out the train system. But my point is, I had a guy named Drew Cannoli on the show who said, Nathan, if you're concerned about that, take these little green packets with you. You just mix them once per day with water. They'll keep you super healthy. You get all your nutrients and they'll keep you from getting sick. So I took them and guys, they worked unbelievably well. I got no sickness, just mixed them with water once per day. They didn't make my water bottles all sticky. That's like nice. A lot of these mixers, they make them sticky. It was very clean and smooth. Took them once per day, never got sick. So they've got 11 superfoods, and they're perfect if you're not traveling, but you're just on the go from your office to work. So you can check them out at nathanlatka.com forward slash juice. That's nathanlatka.com forward slash juice. Very cool. All right, Garth, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, the Speed of Trust. That's a good one. I haven't heard that one before. The Speed of Trust. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, I would say, uh, I kind of Tim Ferriss, I can't get away from, he just comes out with so much intriguing stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh I, I definitely, uh, I'm always kind of seeing what he's up to. And number three, uh, besides people, what's your favorite online tool? Uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> number four, uh, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Six. Okay, that's not bad. And you said you've got two kiddos. So are you married? I am married. Okay. Yeah, for uh, uh, fourteen years this, oh, this summer. Very big congratulations. And how old are you? I'm forty six. All right. Last question, Garth. Take us back twenty six years. What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that time is not uh, boundless. Uh, the, the nine, my twenties were the nineties in, uh, in San Francisco pre boom during the boom and the bust. And uh, I spent a lot of great years, you know, traveling, spending money, probably wasting time and money to a certain extent. Um, you know, I wish I would have got started sort of, uh, entrepreneurial, you know, true entrepreneurial, uh, uh, endeavors, uh, a little bit earlier. Guys, there you have it. Time is not boundless from Garth, one of the founders of Jigsaw with his friend Jim Fowler, which they sold in 2010 to Salesforce for 175 million bucks. Now helping out at People, which has over 3 billion of the world's humans indexed with uh, accurate data. Again, Garth leading a lot of the relationships in the sales and marketing space with companies like Clearbit, Full Contact, others like that or around that area as People looks to expand their revenue base as a 40-person private company. Garth, thank you for taking us to the top. All right. Thanks a lot, Nathan. If you enjoyed Garth today, go back and listen to Benjamin yesterday. His financial technology company has raised $15 million and helps break down securitized loans from renewable energy originators so that investors can buy in. 
This is helping to make sure something like 2008 doesn't happen again with confusing securitized loans. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners, but boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Okay, Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google Ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money. HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan.